Hey y'all, Ashley here, and today we are gonna talk about the difference between blogging and freelance blogging. I get a surprising number of questions about this. So I get a lot of emails, not as much as I used to. I think I've really um, clarified this, but I get, I used to get a ton and now I still get a lot of emails about um, people who think that what we're talking about here is blogging. And they think that what I'm doing is helping you get your blog set up. And so um, I thought, well, this is obviously a point of confusion. And so I'm going to do what I can to help clarify what it is that we're doing and what it is I'm talking about when I'm talking about freelance blogging. <laughs> so these are two very related things. They're very closely related, actually. Um, and the main difference is that one of them you do for yourself and the other one you do for someone else. So a lot of us are familiar with this concept of the blog and a lot of us think of blogging as a way to make money. And that's because there are so many money-making blogs out there and we probably read them. If you've ever looked up a recipe online, it probably came from a money-making blog. <laughs> and they do those things where they tell you 500 words of story before you get to the recipe and people hate it. They just want the recipe. And there are all kinds of reasons they do that. Um, but the main reason is that's the only way to make money. If you have a skip to the recipe button, your blog is dead and for various reasons. So, um, I am going to assume that you know what a blog is and not really explain that to you. It's basically, you know, a place where you post your content and you have the archives and all of that. So when blogging first got started, I actually jumped on the bandwagon pretty early because I thought this was an awesome, super cool, super duper cool concept. And I started a live journal <laughs> back when I was in high school and I looked it up at some point in the past year or so to figure out when did I start that thing? And I don't remember what it was. It was either 2000 or 2001. I think it was 2001. It was the second half of my senior year in high school. And a friend of mine had, she was like super, she's kind of a coder and a designer and she was making websites with Flash and all the stuff that I really just did not understand at all. But she had this vibrant online life <laughs> that I thought was terrifying at the time. She would buy things on eBay and put her credit card information on the internet and it was crazy. Um, I think by that point I was buying things on eBay too. She was like the first early adopter of anything internet-y that I ever met other than AOL. My family got AOL in 1997, which is kind of, I don't actually don't know if we would be considered early adopters at that point, but yeah, we were rocking the AOL for a long time. <laughs> um, Anyway, I was an early user of blogs. I had no idea that they can make money. And if you, by some strange um, force of sleuthing, <laughs> find my old live journal, it's still out there. Um, I've thought about updating it just to see what would happen. <laughs> um, it's mostly 
a combination of random, this is what I did today kind of stuff, like telling funny stories or stories that I thought were funny at the time. And then I go back and read them and it's like, God bless it. Only a 17 year old will think this was funny. (laughs) Um, And I did a whole lot of those like quizzes, like which unicorn are you? And what, what is your sofa name and stuff like that. I did more interesting ones than that too. Um, I also kept a bunch of private entries. It was more like a private journal or an online diary for me. So this type of blog is what I eventually learned is called a cat blog, which is basically like a blog where you talk about what your cat did today. (laughs) I think that's how it was explained to me. And eventually, by the time, like, maybe 2004, 2005 rolled around, I was still in college, and I noticed that there were some blogs being marketed, and there were, like, ads on them and stuff. So by then, by 2004, people were beginning to figure out how to monetize this new platform, and maybe some really smart people had figured it out earlier than that, but I was not one of them. I was, however, an avid consumer of the product. I had my own blog um, and I read a bunch of blogs of others. I didn't really start reading blogs until after I graduated from college and um, I was just had a bunch of stuff happen to me and I was living this life that was supposed to be fulfilling and wasn't. And it was... I really think I started reading blogs, like getting newsletters and checking them daily. And I had my Google Reader blog aggregator that I would check all the time. And I found these blogs that I really just enjoyed. I really liked these bloggers. I really benefited from the information that they were sharing and all of that. And actually, this is really getting into my backstory. That was my entry point into freelance writing. I noticed that these bloggers were making money with their blogs, but that seemed really complicated. And I didn't feel like I really had something I wanted to share at that point in my life. I didn't really think that I had anything to blog about. Um, But I noticed that some of them mentioned that they were making additional money like they had an additional stream of income with their blog by freelance writing. And that's how I got started with freelance writing. But we are not talking about my origin story today. We are talking about the difference between blogging and freelance blogging. So blogging is when you have your own blog and you have your header and you have your domain and you have your publishing schedule and your pins and your content marketing plan and all of that, whatever that is. And you have, you may have any and all of those things to whatever degree. You may have none of them, but still have a blog. You may have way more than I even mentioned. Email list, all of that. That makes you a blogger. If you are a freelance blogger, what you're doing is writing blog content for other people's blogs, (laughs) not for your own. So when I get questions from people about... um, what are the best plugins for my blog and how do I make money from my blog and do I need to use this or that email service provider for my blog? I have to write back and say, I'm, you know, I can offer you some suggestions, but I'm not a blogger. I'm not a blogging expert and I recommend this course and that course if you really want to get into it. But what I teach is freelancing. So the amazing thing is that a lot of bloggers do find ways to monetize and they do find ways 
to build these really successful income producing blogs. And I know bloggers who are making six and seven figures from this. Um, it's, it's incredible. I cannot believe we live in a magical time, y'all. This is just, I, I can't believe I sit there and peck at my keyboard all day and, and then money magically appears in my bank account. And that's the thing that happens for me every day. And it's the thing that can happen for you every day. It's amazing. So some of these bloggers have figured out how to do this for themselves. And I have, a, a lot of my clients have been bloggers who need more content. So bloggers develop their own content machine where they have their editor and they have their writer. Newsflash, if you're reading a money-making blog, you know, if you're reading a blog that has, that's like super optimized and they're doing like affiliate marketing and they, they want you to buy their friend's course and they have these affiliate links and they have sponsor posts and all that. Like if you're reading a blog that has any of that stuff going on, it's a money-making blog and odds are very, very good that they are no longer writing their own posts, <laughs> especially if they've been around for a while. So a lot of the ghostwriting I've done has been for these successful blogs that are making six and seven figures. People who are running a seven-figure business don't have time to sit and peck out five blog posts every week. They they hire someone else to do that for them. So if you are a freelance blogger, you are the person that gets hired to do it. So one of your main sources of clients, and this is a really, really fun gig to have, especially if you find someone whose blog you really like, maybe you've been a longtime reader, and you can send them a pitch and say, hey, I'm a writer. Do you work with freelancers? I would love so much to support you in your business and to produce some of your content so that you can focus on higher level strategy stuff. So that's a great source of clients. Um, but the other source of blogging clients that you can find is in the, like in the more, I call it the more corporate space or in what is often called the B2B space. This is like the big fat companies with names you might recognize. These are the ones, these are people who sell software and they sell, you know, they're like the big firms. They're like the Fortune 500 and the Inc. 100 and all of the like, like businesses with a capital B with offices and dress codes and you clock in at nine and you clock out at five. Those guys also have blogs. Not all of them. Um, and some of them are just complete dreck. But a lot of them have blogs. Or they know that they need blogs and they don't have one. Because blogging has become such a deeply ingrained part of our culture that it's it's how people communicate with their audience. It's, it's one of the ways that we can, we as businesses can provide long-term valuable content for our audiences, which raises our profile and increases our bottom line. <laughs> Ultimately, <laughs> it's blogs are a marketing tool. So as a freelance blogger, what you would do is identify these businesses, either the ones who, you know, work with freelancers because they say it or they post a job or whatever, um, and also to go to them directly and say, hey, do you work with freelancers? A lot of my work has come from these LOIs. I'm a writer. I'm looking for work. Do you work with freelancers? So um, that is what you do as a freelance blogger. And if you are a like a blogger blogger, you are running your own site. Now, eventually, I don't recommend that you do this in the beginning. It is possible that you can do this in the beginning, especially if you have a lot of time on your hands or if you are supremely organized and you have at least 20 hours a week. This is a strategy that you can employ. It's not one that I recommend. 
I've only known a couple of people in all the hundreds and hundreds of freelancers I've met. Um, only a couple of them have done this really well and done it really consistently because it's hard and it's demanding. But if you are one of those people and you want to have your own blog to support your freelance business, that is a thing that can happen. So technically that makes you both. You are a blogger and also a freelance blogger. It's easiest to refer to yourself as a freelance writer. And then the thing that you have to choose is your audience. If you're going to be a freelance writer and you want to have your own blog, which is not a bad idea, it's just if you want your blog to become a major marketing machine, it'll take a lot of your time. But anyway, you need to decide if your blog is going to be, if your audience is going to be your prospective clients or if it's going to be fellow freelancers. So your prospective clients, um, chances are very good. Chances are nearly guaranteed. (laughs) You know, it's like 98% or something. I don't know what the real statistic would be. I made that up. But the vast majority of your clients are not going to be freelance writers. Some of them will. You know, if you have a blog about freelance writing, you may get some interest from big names. I know people who do this. I know people who've had work um, kind of come to them from other freelance writers because they were so well known and they marketed their freelance writing blog so well. But, you know, most of us, it's not a major source of work. I tend to recommend that if you're going to have a blog attached to your, like, your writer website or your writing professional persona, that what you do is you write a blog that is going to be interesting for your prospective clients. And so you can, once you have a niche, you can write about things that are happening in your niche. You can write about marketing trends in general or marketing trends specifically for the writing service that you offer or writing trends specifically, sorry, marketing trends specifically relevant to your target client. Um, You can write about the benefits of hiring a freelancer versus bringing someone on board. You can write about um, how to use different types of marketing. So if I'm a writer and I offer everything from blog posts to emails to sales pages to whatever, I can have stuff on my writer website blog about the benefits of email marketing for small business. And then I can have another series about, you know, here's how you five things to consider when you're writing your welcome sequence. And here's how you can do an abandoned cart email with a template, you know, and stuff like that. Things that are useful for your client, but also set you up as someone who knows about this thing that they need. And that raises your profile and makes you more memorable. So when this business owner or when this marketing person or when this entrepreneur goes into Google and types, how to write an abandoned cart email for sweatshirts and you have something like that on your blog because you specialize in e-commerce copywriting, they find you and they're like, oh, sweet. This Ashley person really knows what she's doing. Oh, she's a freelance writer. Awesome. I wonder if she's hiring. I can use help with this. So I think we have sufficiently muddied the waters (laughs) on this topic. Um, the difference between blogging and freelance blogging and how they overlap and how they are related and how they are very, very different. So that's just about all I have to say about these differences. But if you want to continue this conversation, if you have more questions or you want some feedback on anything, I invite you to join me in my Facebook group. Um, You can find the link to it at copychatter.com 
com. All right, see you all next week. Hey, did that sound good to you? If you want to learn more about finding freelance writing clients who are going to pay you well, pay you on time, give you recurring work, and make you really, really happy <laughs> to be a freelance writer, then I have something for you. It is called Client Bound. It is my new course on how to find freelance writing clients. If that sounds good to you, then I recommend that you go to copychatter.com slash clients and check it out. And hey, there's one more thing. If you like Copy Chatter, if you listen to this podcast every week, and if you feel like it has helped you, would you mind leaving me a review um, on iTunes or wherever you're listening? That would be really helpful for me, and I'd really appreciate it. So thank you so much, and I will see you all next week.